0: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. This is Tracy Velt, Editor-in-Chief of Content for Real Trends. We're speaking to the top brokers in the country to take a peek at how they've built their businesses. We'll talk about lessons learned, personal passions, and their top strategies for recruiting and retaining productive agents. Today, we're speaking with Sam Karamian, co-founder and CEO, and Oliver Graf, co-founder and president of Big Block Realty in San Diego. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having us.
2: Thanks, Tracy. Yeah. Excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining So, we'll start at the beginning. Tell me a little bit about how you each got started in the business and ultimately came to run the brokerage.
1: Sure. Uh, Oliver and I have been friends since college. Uh, We've started several different businesses together, Uh, and we ultimately ended up getting our real estate license after playing in the mortgage space for a little while, and one thing led to another we ended up at a mike ferry conference uh very early on in our business and really resonated with a lot of things we learned there uh so we started to you know be active agents in the market started doing some investing uh, and over the course of time we ultimately uh, after the crash and things started to correct we saw an opportunity to get into the brokerage space and that's kind of how Big Block was born.
0: Okay, great. And what year was that that you um, founded the the company?
1: Uh, we started actually growing the company in two thousand twelve.
0: Okay, and and tell me a little bit. How many offices do you have? How many agents?
1: Uh, right now we have four corporate offices, and uh, a little over a thousand agents. Okay. And And. Um, we're in the process of starting expansion into different states as we speak.
0: Okay, great. So obviously, um, as entrepreneurs, you've probably learned a lot of lessons. Uh, So let's talk about your top two lessons learned while building uh, your brokerage.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm sure Oliver has some thoughts. I first thing that comes to mind uh, is we believe that the most important thing that we can do and what's really helped our growth is, number one, being a service-first company. Uh, we really buy into, you know, the Ritz-Carlton model of anticipating your client's needs, putting putting them first. Uh, so we really believe that Big Block is a customer service business almost more than anything else. We look at our agents as our customers. So we're always working to continue to provide a better environment for them, uh, help them succeed, under-promise, over-deliver, create wow experiences, and and ultimately create something that they're proud to tell other people about. Um, And then in addition to that, I'd say one of the things that's really helped us in terms of growing uh, and what we've learned is having a a really well Sought out and strong presentation uh, on our value prop to agents and how we can help them grow their business uh, has been really powerful for us. So we're always focusing on, you know, our with our team, our communication, our dialogue, our presentation and ultimately we believe that a strong presentation backed with really strong service is something that just. Kind of makes you a remarkable company and uh and we're always focusing on improving those two things for us
0: okay great um so let's talk about your aha moment um and i would like both of you to answer this question so what was your aha moment as it pertains to growing the brokerage
2: sure uh, i would i would say the the aha for me was very um Kind of the way that we really went down the road of, of creating the company, the way we did was we were agents ourselves and we were kind of looking for a model like this and we couldn't really find it um, back at you know in, in the early 2010s. We there weren't a lot of hundred percent commission brokerages yet, and the ones that were out there were very uh, rent a broker, there was no service, there was no training, it was very don't call us, we'll call you, type of a thing. And then, uh, you know, when we looked on the other side at like the more traditional real estate models, the brick and mortars, we thought that, you know, they were taking a really high split and, and, and in many cases, not offering all that much in exchange for that split. And so the aha for, for me, and for us, came very early in, in the fact that, hey, there's, there's a gap here between the, you know, quote-unquote virtual brokerage and the brick-and-mortars where we can we can create a model that agents can plug into and be successful with but uh, still offer the high splits and the virtual platform. Uh, so we have offices if they want to come in, but many of our agents just work out in the field, work at home, have their own offices, and we've just really built the model around um, – creating agent partners we look at them as our partners and we want to just let them plug in and use our systems and back end support to go out there and be successful
0: okay and sam
1: yeah yeah i would ditto what oliver says but also you know i'd say early on in the recruiting process my biggest aha was that our biggest mm-hmm. opportunity was other broker other brokers broken promises Uh, you know, most of the time when people came to us to explore what big block could offer, uh, a lot of it was sparked by their disappointment in, uh, their current outfits, fulfillment on promises and service and and things like that. So that became very obvious to us that, you know, we need to one, uh, keep our word and continue to execute on the things that our, our customer, who's the agent is telling us and listen to the market. And whenever we saw another company was maybe upsetting some of their agents or they were coming in and, and kind of pulling back the curtains for us, we looked at it as an opportunity to make ourselves better. Uh, we, we always think that even though we're a hundred percent shop, we're a hundred percent committed, to offering more than any other brokerage and any other model out there. So we're, you know, for me, the aha was just, just do what other people won't do.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's great. So let's talk a little bit about how you built your business. Um, Most brokers obviously build their business with a strategic mix of organic and then some mergers and acquisitions. So tell me a little bit about how you grew your business, and then was there one year where you made a really large growth leap, and what would you attribute that growth leap to?
1: Yeah, so we, uh, until last year, haven't done any acquisitions. The one acquisition we did do was, uh, you know, a smaller shop with maybe 20 agents. Outside of that, uh, we focused on three or four primary things that have really helped us. Uh, out the shoot, we were really, really heavy in prospecting. So we, myself, Oliver, and we had a few other people in the office, and we were just hitting the phone like an agent should, but we were doing it as a brokerage. We would, you know, set up two, three appointments a day. We were really just heavy on outbound dialing. And in the beginning, that was really important for us because we bootstrapped this thing and, and didn't necessarily have uh, a ton of resources to go out and do a lot of marketing. So a big part of it was prospecting, which we still do. Uh, second, we, we knew that we could offer training that other brokerages weren't offering in terms of Online and digital marketing strategies that at the time weren't really out there in our space. So we started to do every month one to two, uh, free trainings for the local industry. And we would, we would prospect, invite people, we would outreach and we would put on free events and we'd have anywhere from 20 to 60 people show up per event. And we'd spend two, three hours just teaching them a bunch of really cool things and, showing them the opportunities available to help them grow their business. That ended up obviously helping us recruit, but it also put really goodwill out in the uh, in the local market and kind of um, validated us to a degree. So prospecting and events really helped us shooting out. Outside of that, uh, we're really heavy on the online recruiting. So we're always running – everything from Facebook ads, Google pay-per-click. We do really well with SEO, organic positioning, when someone searches for a broker in San Diego and the markets that we serve. Uh, And, you know, over the course of years, of the years, we've just gone heavier with that. A lot of video marketing funnels where we're telling our story on video. we're, We're sharing our value prop. We're really heavy on uh, putting out testimonials from our agents that are happy with us. Uh, so that's been a big component. And then lastly, uh, internally, we created some referral programs that incentivized our agents to not necessarily go out and be recruiters, but uh, keep us top, top of mind when they were talking to another agent or a friend and, and introducing the big block opportunity uh, you know, to, to their other agent friends. And today, I'd say the biggest part of our recruiting is is really organic from our agents referring other agents as well as local industry professionals just pointing people in our direction.
0: Okay, great. You have some great programs in place. Um, yeah, I, w- obviously- I would just add to that real quick. Sure. Um
2: At the end of the day, though, it comes back to what Sam said at the very beginning. It's our... It's our over-dedication to adding value to our agents that is what's been the key factor in making us grow because you can have all the, you know, all the fancy marketing in the world and and all the systems and all that, which is great. It's a key part of it. But at the end of the day, like, we really over-deliver for our agents, and because we're doing that, it, the, the name has just been growing in the industry, and we get a lot of word-of-mouth referrals just from our agents referring other agents. Obviously, we okay. incentivize them to do that with a referral program, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, it's the socials, it's the trainings, it's the, the value that they're getting from hanging their license with us um, that, that just pushes all the other marketing.
0: Okay, great. And obviously, in real estate, there are challenges and there are opportunities. Um, Excuse me. What do you see as the greatest challenge in business today?
1: Um, I'll jump in here, and I'm sure Oliver has a thought. Honestly, I think our biggest challenge is uh, there's a lot of opportunity, and we've learned that every time we say yes to something, we're saying no to something else. So the biggest challenge is, is really isolating what what's the most important towards moving the needle and trying to say no to, you know, other shiny, exciting opportunities that might not be directly focused with our number one objective, which is recruiting agents and helping our agents succeed. Uh, there's a lot of noise out there with, you know, different publications and Uh, You know, we're continuously innovating, but we're trying to focus on the things that, that that narrow the lanes and keep us focused on the primary objective, and oftentimes that's the basics. It's like Oliver and I have been saying, being heavy in service, support, training, culture, and creating an environment that people are proud to be a part of.
0: Okay, great. And let's talk about opportunities, which you talked a little bit about opportunity, but where do you see the most opportunity in real estate brokerage today? Not necessarily with your brokerage, but in the industry overall.
1: I think the biggest opportunity is truly having a DNA in your company that is actually agent-centric. I think a lot of brokers out there might maybe misuse that term we, everything that we do when we're meeting with our team, if it's, uh, you know, the executive team or the entire team, uh, or everything that we decide to do or not do, we take the position of this looks good, but is it in the best interest of our agents and their success? And we believe that if we could create a Ritz-Carlton experience on, on a, let's say, target style budget, and, and continue to focus on our customer, the agent, uh, that is, to us, the, the biggest opportunity. You know, we always say this in the recruitment process. We look at our customer as the agent, and if we pour into them, they're best suited to go pour into their customer, which is a person that's buying and selling real estate. I feel that some of our, you know, competitors, which I respect, you know, nearly all of them, uh, they believe that their customer is actually the person buying and selling real estate, and the agent is kind of the middle person in that process. For us, it's all about the agent. It's truly being agent-centric and, and doing what's hard instead of what's easy to to put them in a better position to enjoy the business, be profitable in the business give them resources and tools to win in the business, uh, and then layering that with a really fun environment and a good culture that's contagious and remarkable.
0: Okay, great. Um, You talked a little bit about your recruiting, and let's get a little bit deeper into some of the lessons you learned while trying to develop all the recruiting programs that you do have.
1: That's a great question. Uh, I'd say the toughest lesson to learn is, as any entrepreneur starts a company, they like to think that they are built to service everybody. And the reality is that no brokerage, no company is built for everyone. Uh, So we're real with the fact that we're not for everybody. And we are going to continue to focus on the people that resonate with what we offer. In addition to that, we've realized that you know, our model and the different systems and structures we have in place really make us the best outfit for for teams as well. You know, a team can can just transition over to us, have complete control over their, you know, their business and, and their branding and marketing. And at the same time, uh, everybody on the team gets a lift in commission by moving to a platform like ours that, uh, you know, gives them more profitability. So I think that if you, as any recruiter, and a lot of times, you know, I'll be in conferences and people say, oh, you guys are winning because you're 100%. I think that's a factor of it. 100% gets people to listen to us maybe. But to me, the biggest recruiting is kind of what Oliver touched on earlier. It's creating that remarkable experience and, and making your agents actually feel the love and have them know that, Uh, you're proud to have them as opposed to them being proud to be able to be there. Uh, I really believe that recruiting is all about culture, all about presentation, and it's all about consistently doing it. I think that a lot of agents turn into brokers because they want to get out of the prospecting game, so they get into being a broker so they don't have to do the prospecting. For us, prospecting is part of our DNA. It's something that we've always done, and we believe that if you reach out, touch, and connect with enough people on a consistent basis, back it up with really good service, support, uh, you're going to win the game. It doesn't matter if you're an 80-20 shop, 100% shop, a 50-50 shop. I really believe that if you focus on the basics of outreach, talking to more people creating value making a lot of noise we're really 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 good at making noise uh to me those are the fundamental basics of being able to recruit in high volumes
0: okay great um we're going to switch gears a little bit here and talk a little more personal so i do want both of you to answer the next two questions um the first one is what or who inspires you
1: Oliver, you want
2: to go first? Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, yeah, that's um, that's a good question. I I I would say, like, obviously, like for me and Sam, we're we've been entrepreneurs since college. Like you said, we've started lots of businesses together. So there's lots of of business legends that that inspire me and us. You know, the Rockefellers, the the Fords, the you know, all that, the Richard Bransons, the Elon Musks, all those types. And then um, also I'm really inspired by just people that, like, follow their dreams regardless of what that might mean. Like, I'm a, I'm a big rock and roll guy, big surfing guy, and I'm just really inspired by people that can go out there and live lives like that, just following their dreams and being passionate. And and we, I, can relate to that just because I feel like that's what we're doing, where we've always been passionate about building a large business and continuing to grow, and it's just very exciting for us to be doing that. And so that's kind of where I, we get some
1: inspiration.
0: Okay, great. And Sam?
1: Yeah, for me, um, I have a few thoughts. First and foremost, I – I'm really inspired by my dad and my family. Uh, you know, my family came here, uh, from Iran with, with nothing. And my dad, uh, came here barely speaking English and, you know, just had a dream to, to create a great life for himself. And I, I watched him as a young kid, uh, do two things really well. He poured really, really, really hard into his businesses or his business. He was an employee, uh, and at the same time, he was really good at pouring into us as his family. You know, I he was always on the road. Most weeks, you know, Monday through Friday, we wouldn't see him. But on the weekends, uh, he would give so much to us and pour so much love and support into me and my sister and my mom uh, that that taught me a lot. It taught me that love is always the answer. If you come from a place of love and support, love your enemies and, and love love the people that love you. Uh, you'll be different than most. So one is that. Second, I'd say it's really easy to throw out names like Elon Musk and all those stuff. Me and Oliver kind of have a lot of the same people we look up to, but more than anything, I'm inspired by innovators. I'm inspired by people that, that look at challenges and, and create opportunities. I'm inspired by people like Oliver said that, that believe in themselves more than, than, uh, you know, other people would. When we started this gig, everybody told us it wouldn't work. Everybody told us it wasn't sustainable. Everybody told us we were crazy. Uh, but we knew that if, if we just kept up, put our heads down and, and looked at the people that inspired us and and continued to be educated. You know, we've been going to conferences forever. We still spend two, three months of our year going to events from Mike Ferry to Digital Marketer, Closing Table Mastermind. We, we spend a lot of time Uh, educating ourselves to continue inspiring ourselves.
0: Okay, great advice. Um, The the next one, I find I interview a lot of real estate executives and C-level executives, and what I find is... Generally, there's something that happened in their childhood or teenage years that really shaped the person they are and and, and kind of inspired them to be entrepreneurs. So what is that experience for each of you?
1: Uh, I could go first here. For me, I, uh, I grew up kind of like, uh, I was always picked on and bullied and I I never really felt like I fit in, and I, at the time, was allowing other people's opinion about me actually help determine who I was. And uh, it it wasn't necessarily that great. Then when I was 13, my dad ended up getting transferred to San Diego, and I moved out here, and, and I had a whole new social circle. And I remember thinking to myself, um this is my opportunity to reinvent what everyone told me I was before and be who I wanna be. Uh and that's what I did. And I realized that, you know, from thirteen to sixteen to seventeen and, and continuing on, uh, that if I if I focus on what I wanna be as opposed to listening to what other people tell me I am or tell me the way things are, that there's really nothing that, that I couldn't accomplish. So for me, you know, one of the best things that happened was that move. You know, we moved here, I had to make new friends, I got to reinvent myself and and at the time I wasn't educated enough to know that I had the ability. It was just naive thinking like, hey Sam, this is your chance to to not be the guy that that everyone told you you were. And and ever since then I've I've just been more confident, more proud, more ambitious, more resilient and ultimately uh, willing to take bigger risks than I, I ever thought I would before.
0: Okay, great. And Oliver.
2: Yeah, I uh, I love that answer. Um, I, I honestly, I'm trying to think of like I can't pinpoint a moment, but like for me, I'm I'm a third generation entrepreneur. My my grandfather owned a bike shop in Germany during World War II. My dad owned a a medical supply business after he also immigrated here from Germany, just like Sam, kind of barely speaking English um, and and just built it from the ground up. And so for me, I've just kind of had that, like, firsthand experience. But if there was a moment, it, it was probably me just growing up not liking people telling me what to do and just realizing that the only way to not get told what to do is to be your own boss and i kind of really love that idea but but honestly i can always say that i've just been really passionate about business being an entrepreneur i feel like i it just can't comes naturally like i was the kid in elementary school that went to the neighboring town to buy a big pack of fireworks because they weren't legal in our town and then I would break them down into smaller packs and sell them to all the neighborhood kids. So, like, I've just always had it in my blood, and I've just, uh, you know, always been passionate about following that, that um, calling.
0: Okay, that's great. Well, Sam and Oliver, thank you so much for joining the Real Trends podcast, and congratulations on being in the Real Trends 500 and Nation's Best. Um, I wish you the best of luck.
1: Thank you for having us. We're a big fan yeah. of Real Trends and what you guys do. It's a it's a real honor, and uh, it's a full circle moment for both of us to be on this call with you and and uh, you know be on the list. So thank you for allowing us to participate.